the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show begins with a very consequential matter, and we have told you about the resolution uh, authored by Brendan Shea, member of the State Board of Education, the necessity of that resolution being adopted to protect our kids in schools, specifically our girls. The Biden administration wants to uh, really undo Title IX protections by claiming that they are expanding Title IX protections. Their expansion would allow biological boys to play girl sports, to be in private girl spaces, locker rooms, bathrooms, showers. Brendan Shea pushing back against this with the State Board of Education. And this is a resolution that he came up with that gained a lot of attention last month, and it will hopefully come up for a vote on Wednesday. So we are glad to welcome to the show Brendan Shea, a member of the State Board of Education. Brendan, thanks for your time today. And I just would kind of wonder what motivated you to come up with this resolution, because You certainly understand that this was going to, as it has, incurred a lot of objection from LGBTQ uh, uh, pushers of the LGBTQ agenda and from a lot of the teachers out there. Yes, absolutely, Bruce. And thank you for having me today. And thank you for uh, promoting this idea and raising awareness among your listeners. This has been building for me for many months. I mean, my, my top objective here is to stand up for the truth, really to, to push back against the insanity that is taking our culture by storm. I mean, it's unbelievable to see the speed at which this is moving. I mean, we hear about uh, dramatic numbers of, of children all of a sudden come out coming out with uh, rapid onset, what they call rapid onset gender dysphoria. We hear the high-profile stories in, in women's sports and swimming and uh, high school wrestling in Texas, and there's just been a number of, of stories. And then this summer, uh, I commend our Attorney General, Dave Yost, on July 26th, uh, it was announced. Uh, that was what actually put it on the radar for me, that some of these regulations that were being talked about, uh, one of them actually took effect, and that was from the Department of Agriculture. And uh, our Attorney General joined 21 other states, 21 other state attorneys general in a lawsuit uh, seeking to invalidate that regulation. Now, the Department of Education regulation, that has not taken effect yet. But what I'm hearing all around the state is changes are being made in some districts at a feverish pace. And when concerned citizens, parents chime in, ask about these things, they're sort of told that the train has moved on. This is a done deal. Uh, this is this is a settled issue, and we need to make these changes. Number one, it's definitely not a settled issue in so many ways. And number two, um, 
you know, I, I, I think that, well, I, I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll stick with there for now, with that for now, because I was going to go to another issue. And I realize I'm, I'm talking on and on. That's okay. It's an issue that I can talk at uh, great length about as well, because it's just so uh, mind-blowing that we're even having this conversation about, uh, quote-unquote, expanding Title IX to include gender identity. Title IX has a 50-year history of creating great opportunities for girls and for women. It is why women's sports has grown over the years. And if we're going to let biological boys, and there is no other kind of boy, uh, we're going to let them play girls' sports. We're going to let them have opportunities that go to girls. We're going to let them invade girls' spaces and make girls feel unsafe. Then Title IX must be out the window. And your resolution just empowers Dave Yost. Uh, even just really is just more like an encouragement to Davios because there's really no binding power that you guys have. You're just coming on record saying sex is assigned at birth. This is known. This is settled science. And anything that uh, denies that, anything that perverts that is not accurate. And education in the state of Ohio should stand for truth. And the truth is that sex is assigned at birth. Yes, that, that's correct. I mean, it does a, it does a number of things. You're correct that there's not, there's not a ton of teeth here, but I think it's still, language matters, words matter. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident, right? I mean, words, words mean a lot. Um, and in addition to providing the cur- encouragement, I do believe that the movements in society, they, they do trickle up and they do uh, play out in, in the courts. And so I think the state board absolutely ought to, to back uh, wholeheartedly the action that the attorney general has taken. I'll just comment on some of the things that are in here that some, even who support the idea of supporting the attorney general and pushing back against the Biden administration, kind of question, you know, do do you really want to take the risk, for instance, of including some language that some might object to? Maybe they support the idea of pushing back against the changes to, to Title IX, but they might not support some of the language, some of the so-called bold statements, and that was a that was a decision I had to make. But I, I truly do believe during this Orwellian time, we, we have to do that while we still can. We have to boldly declare what I think the vast majority of people today understand. Still, they still understand to be true that there are differences between males and females. There are immutable differences. These are proven by scientific fact, by reality. Um, so we, we have to we have to declare that if we're going to be leaders, if we're going to pretend that we're leaders, I think we have to get out front. I mean, these decisions are being made at local levels, and so we can't necessarily compel uh, every district to follow suit, but we can speak clearly and boldly and express our opinion. So that's one thing it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it obviously supports the attorney general and sends a message there. Um, I'm just looking down at the uh, the resolved clause. It would require our state superintendent of public instruction to send a letter to every single district and every school in the state. And it's worth pointing out, Bruce, that these would not just impact public schools. This would impact any school, including private and religious schools, that accept federal funds, right? And, and it ought to make people think twice about accepting federal funds. Sure. I have grave concerns about that concept in the first place, but they are using this as a hammer. They are using this in a, as a, in a, in a coercive way to force uh, schools, all schools, private as well, to sign on to the, the radical uh, transgender ideology and agenda. 
But what this would do is it would send out a letter. Our superintendent would have to send out a letter including a copy of this resolution uh, indicating that the State Board of Education opposes the proposed changes from the Department of Education and disagrees with the changes that have been enacted uh, by the Department of Agriculture. And, and we cannot compel districts to do anything. Um, however, I just see too much passivity out there on our side, and including at the board, the local board level. And that's where a lot of decisions are made. Yes, you're fighting against the federal government, but folks can choose to stand up and not go along. And that's what I'm hoping to inspire and encourage uh, you know, folks to do at the local level. Yeah, absolutely. Brendan Shea, District 5 Representative, State Board of Education, our guest. That is what it's about. It's about somebody taking a stand, being courageous, and then others gain the confidence to do the same. Uh, the, he's so right. The Biden administration is using this as a sledgehammer. They're threatening to take away federal school lunch and breakfast reimbursement for schools that don't follow their crazed expansion of Title IX to include gender. So I will post on the show Facebook page, the Bruce Woolley Show Facebook page, a way that you folks can weigh in. You have to do it quickly because by the end of the day today, we want to have that in so that on Wednesday when the vote is taken, uh, all the board members, and there are 19 of them, 11 elected, 8 appointed, will understand how people in the state of Ohio feel because I absolutely feel like this is Mr. Shea's resolution. This is indicative of the mindset out there in the state of Ohio. Brendan, this has been on the radar for about a month. Uh, your sense quickly in maybe the last 30 seconds that we have left, your sense of uh, where this stands in terms of board members. I'm sure you ever read some of them are definitely against, some of them are definitely for, and there are probably some in the middle that are hoping to be swayed, um, we hope are swayed by those who weigh in and uh, stand for truth on this matter. Yes, uh, absolutely. This is This is definitely a fight. It will come down to the wire. That's why I appreciate your admonition, your call to action for your listeners. It, it means a great deal. It matters. Um, you know, unfortunately, last month we were outnumbered, but I do not believe in any way that is indicative of where the average Ohioan mom and dad, grandma and grandpa are on this issue. Um, you know, this, this is, I, I think this is an overwhelming you know, 70-30 type issue, and it's probably even more in, mm-hmm. in the state of Ohio. So I, I do believe at the end of the day, um, I do believe my fellow board members will will do the right thing. I do believe this will pass, but I know it will be very close. It will come down to the wire. And so I appreciate the support, and I, I ask for everyone's prayers. We've got hundreds, if not thousands, of people praying throughout the state of Ohio, and even nationally. Uh, this has gained some attention, and so I appreciate that as well. It means a great deal. Well, I appreciate your courage. Brendan Shea, State Board of Education. Again, those details on how to weigh in and uh, affirm him, affirm this resolution, and get other board members to understand that the will of the people of the state of Ohio is that we protect our girls and protect those opportunities for girls that Title IX was designed and has, in fact, expanded and protected. Brendan, thanks so much for what you're doing, and thanks for joining the show today. Thank you, Bruce, very much. My pleasure. So go to my show Facebook page, Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. You'll find very easy directions on how to email. You don't even have to write anything. You don't have to come up with anything. You can add, subtract from the uh, letter that is there. Send it to these State Board of Education members. Let them know that you stand for the truth that boys are boys, girls are girls, and that boys should not be allowed in girls' spaces or play girls' sports. It's the defining issue of our time. Now's the time to take a stand for truth. Do it now. Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page.
So I'm having a little bit of a disconnect today on why today is Columbus Day when October the 11th is the day that Columbus discovered America, the Bahamas, the New World. October 11th is the day that Columbus landed. But I guess we celebrate Columbus Day. Well, we don't celebrate Columbus Day. We celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. Thanks to our woke president, Joe Biden, who signed that into law. The second Monday in October is now uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. Used to be Columbus Day. Remember, when I went to school, Columbus was a celebrated explorer. Columbus, Magellan, all the great explorers who discovered America. And every kid knew the three ships. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Remember that? And we had one here. We, we had, did. We had the, uh, what was it? What, what do we have? I knew the, you were going to ask. Uh, it came out of my ship. mouth. And we had it. We had it Santa downtown. Maria. Yeah. And we had rats all over it. And we had to get Aww. rid of it. And now we only, not only don't have the ship, we don't have Columbus in front of City Hall. The big Columbus statue, which was a gift, I think, from Genoa, Italy. Yes. Stood there for six decades. Now, follow the logic. George Floyd, a black man, was killed by a police officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota in May of 2020. So we had to take down the Christopher Columbus statue. I guess I need Mayor Ginther and his wokesters at City Hall to explain how the two are inextricably linked. What Derek Chauvin has. Was Derek Chauvin like a distant relative of Christopher Columbus? No, of course not. George Floyd's death illustrated the uh, white privilege and, uh, you know, racism that was inherent in America since Columbus landed in the Bahamas. (laughs) And so we were not the only city that did it. Forty Christopher Columbus statues all over America, at least 40 have been removed. Now, some of them started, at least there's a little bit of, if you want to say that you could have an authentic objection to Columbus and the fact that he came here and he supposedly like sold slaves, never mind that slaves had been around long before Columbus was born, never mind that, some cities got in on the demonizing of Christopher Columbus and his statues prior to George Floyd. But of course, here in Columbus with Andy Ginther, nothing's ever done when it should be done. He waited until after George Floyd was killed, until after people shamed him into it. Now, where is the Columbus statue? It is in storage somewhere in a very large building because it's a very large statue. Yes. And they say they have plans for it, but they won't tell us what those (laughs) – they say they have plans to display it somewhere. Where could they possibly display it if it's indicative of racism? But they say they have a place that they're going to uh, display it at some point in time. But they won't say what places are under consideration. The last story written about this locally was from July the 26th. Headline, Christopher Columbus statue still in hiding as city council pauses return to public view. Uh, What are we going to, are we going to do this forever? We're going to act like it's okay, like we're making some kind of a powerful statement about Christopher Columbus's racism by taking down his statue but continuing to call ourselves Columbus. 
It would seem to me that the statue is a rather feckless move to shed our association with Christopher Columbus if we are, in fact, going to continue, and I think we are going to continue, being called Columbus, Ohio. But that's the deal. Now, what about the real Christopher Columbus? Uh, This guy, I can't imagine. The sense of adventure, the sense of courage, the sense of curiosity. Uh, Christopher Columbus was born in 1451, which means that he was 41 years of age when he sailed to the New World, which 41 years of age in 1492? You can't be, I mean, you can't, you probably ought to be like getting with the Josh Pick of that era, planning your retirement, because you got to be pretty close to checking out at age 41 uh, in 1492, but not Columbus. He went to the king and queen of Portugal to get the money to sail to the New World. Then he went to Spain. He kept after the king of Spain for eight years to get the three ships that he sailed to the New World. He kept the dream alive for eight years. Then he sailed for the New World. How many weeks do you think they were at sea? What? Two? Three? No. They were at sea for ten weeks. Ten weeks! Think they encountered any storms in ten weeks? Think the men got a little rowdy? Think the men got a little scared? Think the men were a tad bit mutinous over ten weeks? Columbus must have been one tremendous leader. In order to keep everybody focused on the task at hand for ten weeks. And think back, 1492. You're sailing. You're not, in that time... They thought they were going to sail off the end of the earth, right? Because the earth was flat then, they thought. What kind of navigational tools would you have had in 1492? You know, now we have sophisticated sonar and GPS. You know, you watch these shows on TV. You watch Deadliest Catch. You watch Wicked Tuna. You watch these shows. They can tell. They can tell what's right below them, right? Oh, there's a big school of fish below us. There's tuna below us. There's crab below us. They can tell all this. Columbus, shockingly, did not have that. What did he have? What would he have had? Well, he would have had a very rudimentary telescope, like a, you know, a magnifying glass, maybe. He would have had a compass. And he would have had the stars. That's it. That's it. For 10 weeks, the man stayed at sea. And then he landed on the Bahamas, and um, he brought civilization to the West. He, he should be credited with bringing civilization to the West. But, of course, it's not popular anymore to think that he could have possibly done anything good. All his sense of adventure, all his sense of accomplishment, all his sense of courage and bravery and valor and leadership, eh, has nothing to do with anything because 500 and what? 20 years later, a cop in Minneapolis tried to subdue a career criminal who was high on drugs. Therefore, that clinches the deal that Christopher Columbus was a horrible, terrible, awful, very bad man.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.